In June, the Hochul administration released a plan designed to guide the long-term future of the Bel Air Ski Center in the Catskills, which is overseen and managed by the state's Olympic Regional Development Authority. To discuss the plan, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Bruce Transu, General Manager for Bel Air Mountain. Welcome to the show, Bruce. Thank you, David. And also with us is Emma Laney, Sustainability and Environmental Compliance Coordinator for the Olympic Regional Development Authority. Thanks for joining us, Emma. Thank you, David. Happy to be here. It's our pleasure. So, Bruce, for listeners who haven't been to Bel Air, can you describe the mountain, including where it actually is, and the range of amenities that are there for visitors? Bel Air has been around since uh, 1949, one of the first ski areas in New York, I believe, with the chairlift. And through the many years, it went through many ups and downs. And Borda took it over, there was a lot of growth. The potential with Bel Air here is what we have to offer is a great intermediate mountain for families. You know, we're, we're sitting at a 1400 foot vertical, which is very nice. And, you know, our longest run is about 12,000 feet, what we have to offer. The families here is our main goal to um, cater to and to try to really make them happy. In the last so many years, we've put a lot of new infrastructure in to improve the mountain along with the experience for our guests. And when we talk about visitors to Bel Air, how many are we talking about in recent years? And are most of them there primarily for skiing? Uh, Yeah, most of the uh, people are for skiing. We are trying to go for a four-season resort experience. And we are slowly and moving forward to that. But on the other note, our numbers for skiers in, for example, in 2020, 21, we did a total of about 161,000 skiers. In 21, 22, we did 163,000 skiers. And then our record season was season of uh, 22, 23, we did 214,000 uh, visits with skier days, which is substantial in the last so many years, our growth, which only goes to show that, you know, what infrastructure and what improvements uh, we've done, Orta has done over the last so many years is really starting to get out there and people and paying off and people are seeing the advantages of coming to Bel Air and skiing and what we have to offer. Well, turning to, I guess, the future, what was the impetus for creating the most recently finalized uh, unit management plan for Bel Air? Unit management plans govern everything that we do. They're a master plan that encompass a, a list of management actions that we would like to implement at our facilities. And so what the unit management plan is, is a very stringent environmental review of all of those proposed actions that needs to be approved by regulatory agencies. And it also goes to the public and the public is allowed and encouraged to submit public comments on the material. And we review all of the public comments and we respond to them and we update the plan accordingly. So the last UMP for Bel Air was 2015. And from 2015 to 
the early 2023 adoption of this most recent UMP amendment, you know, there were there are still more things that were not included in the 2015 plan that we wanted to do. We're looking at how do we want to grow for the future? You know, what's best for the area, not just Bel Air, but the Catskills. So we're looking at that and saying, okay, to generate growth, to continue our economic development for Orta, Bel Air, and the Catskills. So we're, you know, we look over that, we see what some of our needs are, and we move forward then trying to have a path down for the next five years, six years, to see, to move forward, to get all the improvements that we need. And that's where Emma comes in and she generates the UMP for the future. Well, yeah, what goes into that process, Emma? And for example, you guys talk about what's best for the region. I have to imagine that means bringing in all the other stakeholders and trying to determine Bel Air's place in the Hudson Valley. Sure, yes. So Bel Air exists within the Catskill Park, uh, which is forest preserve. It's all forest preserve lands, similar to the Adirondack Park. Um, And all forest preserve lands in the state have unit management plans. So UMPs are largely master plans, as Bruce said, roadmaps that consist of these management actions that are desired to be implemented on these lands. So those actions then must go through the UMP process, as it's called, which is a stringent environmental review in consultation with many regulatory agencies as well as the public. And then ultimately, DEC has to review and approve the UMP before any actions can commence. What that looks like is all of the actions go through the State Environmental Quality Review Act. So depending on what is proposed, you conduct either a short or long form environmental assessment, or you do an environmental impact statement. In our case, we did a um, environmental assessment form. And so what that means is we start by assessing the potential impacts of each management action on the site. So that includes land, soils, erosion potential, tree clearing, um, impacts on geologic features, surface waters, wetlands, groundwater, flooding, air, noise, odor, light, aesthetics, plants and animals, historic resources, open space and recreation, critical environmental areas, transportation, energy, and then consistency with community plans and community character, as well as human health. So all of those potential impacts are identified, and then that moves into a discussion of how we will avoid the potential impacts that have been identified and or how we will mitigate those impacts. From there, it goes into an assessment of, an analysis more so of project alternatives. So you explain for each management action, um, there's always the no action alternative, which is we do nothing. But there's also in terms of the planning process, you know, well, we considered this, but that would lead to this. And then we considered this, and but that would lead to this. And ultimately that's how we've come to this final management action that we're proposing is the most environmentally protective of the area as well as meets our needs for development. Another component of 
that part of the UMP process, which is really important to uh, the three ski areas, is compliance with Article 14 of the state constitution. So Article 14 of the state constitution defines caps on the mileage of trails that you can have at your ski centers. So for Bel Air, you can have 25 miles of ski trails that are 30 to, a, to 200 feet wide. As long as two miles of those 25 miles of trails are not greater than 120 feet wide. So each UMP has a full transparent analysis with calculations into a table that show we remain in compliance with the constitutional limits set by Article 14, even if we were to develop everything that's been previously approved in UMPs, as well as what we're proposing now. That's a really important part of the unit management plan um, process is Article 14 compliance. The draft document goes to DEC for approval to go out uh, for public comment. So the document goes out for public notice in the environmental notice bulletin. Public comment is opened. Um, and the requirement is 30 days of public comment. We typically do more than 30 days with this amendment. We did 46 days um, and we promote it, uh, the public comment period. Um, we want people to read it and, you know, make comments on the material and get people's feedback on what we're proposing. Um, after the public comment period is over, we go through, we read through all of the comments, we organize them into categories, and then we respond to them. And oftentimes, you know, if there's enough comments of similar nature on one specific thing, we go back to that management action and take a different approach and kind of rethink the planning process as to how we got to that management action and it oftentimes incorporate um, what the public has brought up uh, through the public comment period process. So all of those responses that we develop to the public comments then go into the UMP document itself. It's all public record and changes to management actions, revisions, et cetera, uh, occur in the main body of the document. And then uh, we put together an errata which goes through and lists every single thing that we've adjusted since the public draft was released to, to the public. And that final proposed unit management plan amendment goes right to DEC. And ultimately, like I said earlier, they're responsible for uh, reviewing, approving, and then having the commissioner sign the final document, which adopts the UMP. And then we are from there, able to implement those specific actions. Any changes to the land, to the site, have to be uh, included in a unit management plan, pre either previously approved uh, or, um, you know, as we just did this, this large amendment, they have to go through that environmental review process uh, prior to implementation. And after a quick break, we'll have more on the future plans for the Bel Air Ski Center in the Catskills.
Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. For listeners just joining us, we're continuing our conversation about future plans for the Bel Air Ski Center in the Catskills. And our guests are Bruce Transu, General Manager for Bel Air Mountain, and Emma Lamy, Sustainability and Environmental Compliance Coordinator for the Olympic Regional Development Authority, which manages Bel Air Ski Center. Well, Bruce, based on the environmental guardrails that are part of the management plan process, as well as the feedback you got from the public, what are some of the major visitor experience changes that people should be prepared for that you're looking to implement as part of this plan? A lot of the changes in the last so many years, we've been working on the snowmaking. People sometimes, they don't care on the upgrade. So if you go to a restaurant, we don't care how you did your kitchen. We were looking just for the perfect meal. That's pretty much what we've been doing a lot of right now on this infrastructure here that people may not see directly, but when they get to Bel Air, we're offering a great product and that would be snow in the winter time. With the environment right now, and we're running into limited opportunities to make snow. And as everybody sees, we're not getting natural snow like we used to. So any window of opportunity we have, we will make snow to either to open new trails or to improve the trails that we have. So on the guest experience, when they get to Bell, that they're seeing what we have to offer, that we're offering a great product out there. That's one. The other one would be we're working on our lodges. I'm working on going into my fifth year, and my first year here, we had a little lodge called the Discovery Lodge. On weekends, with our numbers back then, which have grown significantly since then, people were sitting on the stairs and on the floors. So obviously, our big need at that point in time was we needed lodge space. So if you got here, you had somewhere to sit to eat your lunch. So we proceeded to get approvals and go in and we built a new discovery lodge that rivals a lot of lodges in the east if not one of the better lodges around the east coast it's a beautiful facility people come in they enjoy it this summer we're putting a new chairlift in five six years ago we put a gondola in we're working on two existing lifts upgrading those lifts there's a lot of changes that customers eight years ago, really see the new customers that are coming in the door, which our numbers are showing, are hearing about our changes, our improvements, and seeing what we have to offer here at Bel Air. You know, the Olympic Authority has been really trying to improve the experience at each of one of their venues. You know, with all of these upgrades, Sustainability and environmental stewardship are at the heart of what we do. But more specifically, with the upgrades to the snowmaking infrastructure, we are able to make more snow in less time using less energy. We're able to make better quality snow. A really cool example of uh, adaptive reuse that is occurring right now uh, in a project at the facility is 
Um, the unit management plan recently approved the replacement and realignment of one of the lifts with a skier bridge. That skier bridge, we're working with DOT, and the skier bridge will be uh, constructed from sections of the Tappan Zee Bridge. So that to me is just the coolest thing ever. And finding ways to do things like adaptive reuse, whether it be a lift, whether it be a section of the Tappan Zee, you know, it takes creativity and it ultimately results in some really, really cool and important changes to the facilities. With that, the sustainability and what we're doing for the environment, it's also nice that along with all that sustainability is that we are also still an economic engine in the areas that the Olympic uh, authorities in, especially here at Bel Air right now, with over the past six, seven years from staffing more year-round people, more seasonal people, helping on the local impact, not just with tourists coming and going to the hotels, restaurants, but it's also with the people that live in this community. And Emma, in terms of the response you got as you solicited feedback while crafting the plan, was there any reservations raised about the environmental impact of either the expanded use of the mountain, you know, that focus on making it a Four Seasons attraction, or some of the additions made to beef up the attractiveness of it as a skiing location? Or did you find that most people, because of the guardrails that are already in place due to statute or the state constitution, were relatively comfortable with everything you were looking to do? Sure. I would say a majority of the comments we received really were surrounded by specific thoughts on lifts or buildings or trails and where they should go and what they should do and why they should you know, supporting what, uh, the comment that that was left about why it should be a certain way or certain things that we could consider in terms of mountain cohesivity. But there are always environmental concerns. I would say with this amendment specifically, tree clearing was a large concern. Tree clearing is also very heavily regulated. So for this recent amendment, all of the management actions included in that amendment that required any sort of tree cutting, we went through and did a tree count. And all of that data is included in the UMP. Before we cut one tree for any project, regardless of whether it's been approved in a UMP, we actually have to go through and fill out work plan applications that get submitted to DEC, Division of Lands and Forests. What the application contains is proof of unit management plan approval and compliance, speaker, which is the State Environmental Quality Review Act, accessibility, and then any other relevant considerations on what in other environmental permits may be needed. So that's a very detailed application that then goes to DEC for review and a separate approval. 
Well, finally, Bruce, what's the timeline for actually implementing this plan? And what is going to be the first step or, or steps of it? Well, we're already on those some of those steps right now where construction for the new lift seven is currently going on. Two of the upgrades on the other lifts are cur currently going on. Emma brought up that bridge. We're in engineering phase and that should be, I hope, completion date, November 1st, October, the end of October. So we're currently, you know, moving forward with a lot of these plans that are on, on the UMP. We're going to break ground next year on a few of those projects also. So I think the people that were skiing here last year, they're going to see a difference this year when they get here. And, you know, my goal here would be to, you know, really have an outdoor recreational experience for all seasons. With four season recreation and the development of, of you know, a, a hiking and mountain biking trail system at the venue, um, we're trying to offer a front country solution to a lot of the overuse issues um, that are occurring in both the Catskill and Adirondack Park on popular backcountry trails. So, you know, our facilities have the facilities, they have bathrooms, they have food, they have staff, they have mapping and guidance. And, you know, that is more of a, for someone who may come in a bit less prepared, wanting that Catskill Park, you know, mountain experience, they can come to our facility and enjoy the, you know, a very similar experience with having the ability to connect to other parts of the forest preserve, but in a more kind of step one environment rather than head into the back country and, you know, potentially get into an unsafe situation. Um, so that the, the four season recreation is really important um, in that regard, uh, as well as you know, locally, as Bruce was talking about earlier, to have that kind of year-round uh, economic uh, tourism. Well, we've been speaking with Emma Lamy. She's the Sustainability and Environmental Compliance Coordinator for the Olympic Regional Development Authority. Thank you so much for making the time, Emma. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And we've also been hearing from Bruce Transu, General Manager for Bel Air Mountain. Thank you so much for making the time, Bruce. Thank you, David. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.